Hey, it's Wit. And Val. And together we are Roman's Workbench. So today we're going to be covering equipment. So this is going to be all of our shop equipment. We'll do another uh, podcast on our podcast equipment or, or uh, some of the other stuff. But uh, this one's going to be focusing on the shop. So in case y'all didn't know, woodworking is a very expensive hobby. Sure is. Slash business. There are some more affordable ways of doing it, which is we'll kind of talk about as well. Um, and how we did it, we did it probably the cheapest way you could start off. But uh, so, so what we did is we Facebook market everything. So and garage sailed. Yeah. Let me just tell you that garage sailing is uh, competitive. Well, yes. Very competitive. And you got to be on your game. You got you to gotta be very prepared because mm-hmm. people, when they look for tools and those things, um, they're feisty. Yep, yep. They're 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 very early. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna kind of go over some of the equipment that we have currently, I guess, and how we got. Well, what how they're used, what they're used for, their purpose, how we got them. Yep, things like that. That sounds good. Cool. Okay, so I'm um, just gonna try to like walk around the shop in my head here and make sure we've got everything. Planer. The planer. So that one, uh, that we actually bought the Harbor Freight, what was it, the Bauer planer? Yeah. Um, and that one, it actually does very well, surprisingly well for the price. Um, we were looking around, uh, that was one, kind of a spur of the moment buy it, in all honesty. Yes, because it was a lot less than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. We actually weren't even going, we were going there for something else. And mm-hmm. we just kept happened to walk past it, and it was not expensive. Yeah, it was about two or $300 cheaper Somewhere in there. than than like a DeWalt or something like that. Yep. Um, so that, that's why we pulled the triggers. There's a pretty good price point on it. So we had previously, we had used hand planers and mm-hmm. then the, uh, was it the electric planer? Yeah, the electric hand planer. That was uh, not the easiest to use. Hand planning is just, it's not fun. It's not, I'm sure if, if you've done it or if you're doing it now, um, my heart goes out to you because I know how annoying that is. I, it's, it's great. It's exhausting. It is. It is physically exhausting. It's basically a full workout, like an arm workout. <laughs> um, uh, j- just trying to get a piece of board flat. Everything comes out nice, but it, it's a lot more attention, a lot more uh, time needed. Uh, so the main reason we were looking at the uh, benchtop planer is just for a time saving, really. Yep. Yep, it's it's been a huge, huge asset and getting more product made for shows and mm-hmm. uh, it's actually it cuts down on sanding time as well yep. and costs that go into the sanding as well because you have to use more of the sanding pads and things like that. So mm-hmm. definitely a huge benefit. Okay, so the next one, uh, miter saw. Miter saw, I believe that was a Facebook marketplace. Find. Yes, it was. What's the miter saw used for? Uh, cross cuts so against the grain uh, cuts so if you're looking at uh, like a two by four uh, cutting it in half whereas like a table saw or something like that's meant to cut the lengthwise this is meant to cut the other way um that was and our table saw was also a marketplace it sure was so yeah we again we paid under half the price of retail value on both of them i think the miter saw was even less than half if i remember correctly yeah um but yeah, we, we got some, some good deals there. Um, as long as you're patient and and have some time, if you're not in a rush to get into this uh, hobby, then keep an eye out for some really good deals because that, that's really what we did and uh, worked out for us. The sander. So we have the belt. <laughs> we have the belt and the orbital sander. Mm-hmm. 
the, actually the belt sander was the reason we were at Harbor Freight and I, got and got the planer. I do more of the sanding primarily because Val hates sanding, and mm-hmm. he'll just put it off until the last minute. So, so, so for our first show, this is why we got we went there to buy it is because I had not wanted to sand about 25 sets of coasters four piece sets and it got to the night before the show and they all needed to get finished so that that's the main reason why we went and bought the yeah the bench top uh, belt sander yeah is to uh to help out with that which it was a it was a great help it, it definitely he wouldn't know he's not the one who sanded them i <laughs> sanded them i had the day off and i sanded for like hours upon hours mm-hmm. but thank goodness for that belt sander so it was a huge help and then the orbital sander i still use both of them intermittently they i use them differently uh for different projects and such because you know sometimes the belt sander works better for certain projects and then the orbital kind of eliminates some of those lines that you'd get from the belt sander so mm-hmm. i, I kind of use the finer grit on uh i guess the more delicate pieces mm-hmm uh belt bandsaw we have two we have a small one and a large one so we started <coughs> off with the small one which i'm sure most of you guys if you've got a shop go up and going that's one thing you've looked at is just one of those little bench top bandsaws those things do great um as long as you know the limitations of it i guess that's that's the main point there is you're not going to be resawing boards or anything like that anything too crazy with uh, a bench top bandsaw um the, the reason we went up and bought the big the big one uh which i think that was one of our last tool purchases if i'm not mistaken yeah i think um, so but the reason we went and uh bought the big one the big Rikon one is because we we wanted to resaw our boards so we were having to hand resaw basically <laughs> i don't yeah, know if that's the right way of saying <laughs> it but like we were having to cut them in half the yeah, hard so, way so yeah, we'd be running them in half on the table saw, and if they're bigger than uh, I'd say four, five to six inches, then you have to get a handsaw and cut down the middle of them because the table saw can only reach so far. I didn't care for that. No, no, I did not. But I mean, it is what it is. It, and you know what? When we were doing that, we didn't have the planer either, so it made mm-hmm. it even worse. So it was it was not good. And it didn't, you know, I mean, it didn't affect the quality of the product because we would obviously work until it looked correct and looked pretty, but it mm. was uh, not more, more time good. consuming. Yeah. yeah, it was very, very time consuming. And it ca- I mean, most people know what a bandsaw is, but it's basically uh, it's a continuous. Uh, yeah, it's a continuous blade, so it'll you'll never run out of blade or anything like that. Most just keeps cutting. So I was that way. But uh, the main thing is uh, a table saw or any other saw will usually cut in a direction. So like a table saw is going to cut towards you and you're pushing uh, the wood into it. Whereas a bandsaw cuts straight down. Um, so there isn't as much of a chance of a kickback or anything dangerous. It's a safer saw. And the nice thing about a bandsaw is you can make turns and curves and curls with it. Um, it doesn't have to be a straight line uh, with a bandsaw just because you, you're only working with a quarter inch to a half inch, uh, sometimes a one inch blade. So um, you can make round items or differently curved uh, shapes uh, with it. I like to make fun shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, the drill press. So drill press, uh, we got that one again off of Facebook. Uh, it was just a used. What is it? 
What's some people it for? don't know. Yeah, some people don't know. Um, so basically, a drill press is a way to make a perfectly sta- straight drill hole. So if you're going to uh, do something that requires the same um, angle or, or something like that, a drilled hole, drill press is going to be the best, most stable surface to do it on. Um, mm-hmm. You can also get large or use larger drill bits with it. So, so in uh, our case, we use the drill press for golf are- clubs. Uh, is the most recent one for drilling. So with, with our golf clubs, I drill a 10 degree hole. Uh, so 10 degrees offset um, holes because the shafts I use have another 10 degrees. So you're getting a total of 20 degrees. That's a specific number I wanted all of them to have. So you can set your base plate, I guess, for your drill press to be at 10 degrees. And that way you always have a 10 degree hole. In most cases, you're going to be using it for a 90 degree. Uh, our cigar Cigar whiskey tray. Yeah, the cigar whiskey tray. Our bottle Uh, openers. Yeah, the bottle openers we have larger drill bits for. So like the the ashtray or cup holder is going to be about uh, three and a quarter inches wide in diameter. And then I forget what it is for the... uh, I don't remember, but... The other one, but yeah, that's what we use it for is just get that straight, uh, straight hole into whatever you're working in. We got that one on Marketplace. Mm -hmm. It was a good deal. Very good deal. Yeah. I do think the engine's about to burn out. That it shouldn't be too hard to replace. I mean, we, we got it on such a good deal that that's going to probably be one we upgrade anyway soon. Yeah. Lathe. The lathe. By far this my... This is... I say this is Val's very, very favorite. Yeah. By far my favorite. So much so that he broke our first one and we had to rebuy one. Yes. Uh, well, that, I had to buy a new one. Or that, rebuy one. I don't know. It's fucking That weird. did happen. Uh, the side grade one we got was not as good i would say as the one that i had broken um but we're looking for for pieces the problem is it was a vintage lathe it's a like a 50s um craftsman style uh it's that single tube large lathe Uh, i'm sure some of you guys have probably seen him on facebook or or maybe grandfather had them or what have you but that's that's the style i had the the uh tool rest mount had broken off uh mid-spin where i was trying to spin a uh 12-inch bowl at the time and i'm sure you guys can imagine that was probably one of the scariest moments of my woodworking life so far um having that thing shoot down at my feet and i mean yeah, that's that's how people lose toes you know i truly thought he pooped his pants yeah i i, I was i thought so too for a moment <laughs> <laughs> all right um biscuit joiner the biscuit joiner we got on marketplace again yep and it has never ever ever been used not by us no it was a good deal, though. A very, very good deal. We got the biscuit joiner, a bunch of little attachments for it, a yep. bunch of biscuits, but never used it. I'm hoping I get to use it soon because uh, I'm planning on building a desk here very soon. Maybe even a chair or something to go with it, but we'll, we'll see on that one. I don't want a wooden chair. You don't want a wooden chair? No, I do not. Okay. It sounds... Uncomfortable? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can use it for certain things, but not for up here. Mm-hmm lastly i think we want to talk about clamps and clamps and more clamps yep and even more clamps i think we've got a mixture of brands i think we've got jorgensen mm-hmm. yep. and 
What are what are these ones? You guys can't see me, but I'm clamping. I'm those are also Jorgensen's. Squeezing my hand so, together. So we've got uh, the F style clamps, which are the you know the kind you twist the handle at the bottom to get tightened up. Um, we've also got the parallel style clamps. Um, those Is are those are those the blue and silver ones. No, those are the, the the orange ones, the really big ones, the heavy ones. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So those are what's called a parallel clamps. So they clamp flat on both sides. Really good if you're doing glue ups or anything like that because it resists bowing. Um, but you're still going to want to uh, put one on top or cross them basically. So top and bottom clamping just to prevent bowing entirely. But uh, just being the way they are, they do prevent a little bit of it. So. So we've got those, and then we've got more, um, I think they're Amazon knockoff brand F-Styles, those really long ones. Those are pretty good, though. They're better than the Harbor Freight. They're, they're good, I mean, because you can never have enough clamps. Uh, I would say that I like the Jorgensen the most. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, there's definite build quality difference between the two. The, is the Harbor Freight the blue ones and the silver ones? Yeah. I never can make those work. I always spin them, spin them, spin them, and then I, they just move down the thing. Well, you have to make the other side click in position first. Oh. So. Well, there you go, guys. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, but, yeah, we have the, uh, I'm not even sure what, uh, I guess that's kind of a parallel clamp, the uh, the Harbor Freight aluminum ones with the blue um, collet and whatnot. Uh, yeah, you need to show me how to use that because I, yeah. usually, the, I work, usually just get mad and throw them to the side. <laughs> those work decently. They just don't have as much clamping surface as I'd like personally. That's why I usually try to use those uh, parallel clamps more. But you can never have enough clamps. I think that's probably the hardest deal we've found uh, out of all. Oh, we haven't found any on Facebook Marketplace. No, no, not anywhere nearby. I mean, everybody's going to want to keep them. So they know the value of them. We also have a huge um, dust collection system as well. Which, that was a trial by error. Or <clears throat> one, I guess, we had to learn on the fly how to build. Because initially, I went and got one of those little cyclones that you put on one of those five-gallon buckets. Of, oh, my God. That was scary. Yeah. And uh, we hooked it up to uh, a, a vacuum, which we, we bought the, what is it, the Walmart Heart whatever vacuums. Get a pretty pretty cheap vacuum we got from Walmart, but it was strong. What I was looking for was the you know most suction, and it was strong for the price. So we got that. I hooked it up to this uh, little cyclone I got off uh, Amazon, and hooked it up to a what was that a uh, Lowe's bucket, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just crushed that can entirely. It just yeah. The vacuum was so strong for that can, it just it just crushed it. Um, basically what happened is this is why you don't really cheap out on it is that cyclone, uh, it had a, a cap on vacuum. Otherwise uh, it wouldn't suck in enough. So basically it built negative energy in the chamber that you're, it was supposed to be putting all the dust to. Uh, so it built a large amount of negative energy in there. So it just crushed whatever can you put it on. We, we ended up putting another, uh, lid or another uh, bucket on there that was stronger. Uh, again, I had ordered it off of Amazon cause it was real thick stuff and it crushed that too so i think it was just the the way the cyclone itself was built so on that note we decided to upgrade and order i don't remember the brand it's gonna bug me now it was on marketplace wasn't it no it was on amazon yeah that's what i meant yeah it was on amazon what was that 
I'm sure you guys are going to know this one. Of uh, It's like a $200 dust collector, basically. But anyway, so we got that, uh, and then I got one of those uh, cyclone things you can make a trash can out of. Um, basically, it's two, like funnels that you hook up to the top of a trash can uh you point them in an opposite direction so it builds that cyclone inside your bucket um so we ended up doing that building it in uh, a rubbermaid uh trash can that's uh, i don't know probably about 50 gallon or 40 gallon fairly large size trash can and that thing is working wonders no clogs uh, especially since we have it you know in the cyclone basically the problem with uh that everybody had reported on amazon for the dust collector is it kept clogging but that's because they were drawing everything straight to that dust collector uh so by putting another cyclone in front of it uh it prevented all that so all all that gets in that bag was just a, a the, the fine dust basically was it when w-e-n when that's it when um again great great product i couldn't say talk about that one high enough as long as you use it correctly yeah that's saved a lot we were cleaning well i was cleaning all the time i felt like yeah. all i ever did was vacuum i didn't even get out there and do work i just had to clean up the shop every day yeah so it's been very helpful we'll be right back y'all and we're back y'all all right so let's talk about what we need for the shop still so our next purchases we have two that we're looking to purchase in the yeah. next in the next little bit um i have my preference mine would be a cnc we don't want anything huge but we need something because every show we go to everybody we talk to inevitably somebody wants something personalized or engraved or whatnot and you know what i have projects that i'd like to do i'd really like to make an appropriate front yard signs or front door signs or whatnot so i really i feel like they would sell well Mm -hmm. Uh, i i agree um i think that is probably going to be the next purchase we make just because the amount of revenue it could generate by itself literally every show we turn somebody away because we can't do that typically it's multiple people yeah um we've got to turn around turn away or or suggest somewhere else because we don't we can't do it especially on the products that we make so the charcuterie boards the cutting boards um what else noodle boards um there was another one i forget now just being able to put initials dates or anything like that on our product would be very nice plus on the back side putting our logo in engraving our logo i think would be nice we recently purchased a a branding iron which looks immaculate i i love the way it looks but on larger projects or projects where you can afford to uh, instead of using the stamp why not just engrave your uh, our our logo on it i think it'd be be nice as well okay and the other machine we want to get uh the other one that we're going to need is going to be a jointer uh we've gotten away with it thus far um so i'll either have the lumber yard joint one edge and i'll run it through the table saw myself or i'll run it through a lot of people know this trick uh if you don't know this trick this is going to be a good one for you uh, to kind of get away with jointing uh, for the time being, uh, just because they do tend to be a little bit expensive. But what we, what I do is I'll run a board through the table saw, but between the board and the fence, I'll have a long straight edge. Uh, I use a level in my case, but I'll run it with the board so it moves with the board. That's going to uh, give your board a flat reference because it's referencing the uh, level that way when you flip it over and run it through again on the other side it'll use that flat reference you just had you gave it uh, to 
make it flat on the other side. So that's a one way to uh, get away with jointing is is that that technique. Now it's not the clean. It's not as clean as jointing uh, as a jointer itself. But like I said, uh, right now I think our main focus is going to be focused on what customer demands are over over something like that because like, we can get away with it right now. Yeah, agreed. Is there anything else that you want that we don't have? I feel like those two are things that we'll need eventually, but. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you... Oh, um, you know what we forgot? Hmm. The router. The first one we got was off of Facebook. Uh, it was... I forget the name. I don't, I don't remember, remember what kind it was. Uh, but anyways, it was, it was a pretty good one. It was fairly strong. Definitely the second scariest tool I, I used, for sure. Lathe being the first. Uh, we had actually broken our first one. Uh, we? Well, I had broken <laughs> broken our first one on uh, a nut bowl. We had a large order of nut bowls, so a bunch of them we were making. That was the hardest order I think we've ever had so far. Yeah. Because we did not have the tools to do it. Uh, which, right now, we're fine to do it, but yeah, yeah initially, that was... That was a lot to do all at once but i felt like the little old lady in um billy not billy madison happy gilmore she was when she was knitting the sweaters and she's like my fingers hurt (laughs) so i felt for like three weeks (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so broke our first one on that circle i was circle jigging uh, a lot of the uh, material out and it caught uh, cut the wood just right and kicked it around the other way it ended up catching its own cord inside itself and cutting it and it was it was rough yep so we uh, replaced it with with the skill i forget the exact model of it but it's uh, a skill one and my god that one is great what's uh, the one we got in the middle there that we returned so i i had gotten a ryobi one that was probably like an $80 one, something like that. Nothing nothing too fancy, but I got it uh, just because the reviews were great on it and whatnot. So I got it, brought it home, used it on, I think it was one nut bowl, something like that, and it stopped working. So I ended up returning it. I saw on um, Lowe's website that they had the skill one for, I think it was on sale for about the same price. Mm-hmm. Um so I shot across the street uh, after I returned the Ryobi one, bought the skill one. Can't complain. It, it's great. This is the one that's got the digital uh, readout on the top so you can see all your speeds and both fixed base and what's the other? I forgot what the other one's called, but um, both of the bases for, for the router uh, and that, that the plunge base, plunge, pl- fixed and plunge base. But um, that was probably one of the best products we bought so far as far as quality goes i could not be happier all right so i have a question for y'all um we have the craftsman orbital sander is it the random mm-hmm. random orbital sander yep so my question is oh, we used it for i don't even know how long we, we probably got it right at the beginning right or did we have yep. before we one, started no i think that was one of the first ones we bought Okay, so we used it for eight months, and just recently, the sheets of sanding paper of sandpaper stopped sticking to the pad. So I was trying to find a replacement pad. I could not find that replacement pad. Mm-hmm. I went for a generic one. It did not fit, so I had to return that. So if y'all have any answers on how to replace that pad, because we ended up having to just go buy a new sander. Yeah. If we could find those replacement pads, then we would have two usable sanders yeah. so 
So the one the one we've got is the twenty volt or whatever they they call it. I think it's yeah twenty v the Craftsman battery operated one. Yep. Uh, we we use that line initially. I got it because you know mowing lawn and what have you, but uh, we use it for our our shop tools as well. So yeah, if you guys, if any of y'all use it and you've had the same issue, how'd you fix it? Is there? I, I looked and I could not find. I probably should look again, but I could not pads. find a Craftsman replacement pad to go with it so if y'all any have how many answers or suggestions let us know mm-hmm. i really think that's about it that's all our equipment that i can think of right now i think so yeah as far as any all of our power equipment i, I believe you're right so what did you say are the top three must-haves top three must-haves for any shop or if you're looking at getting started yep. be table saw is number one you need a table saw uh so the one we have which we didn't talk about our table saw yeah we uh, did did we? Yeah. I talked about what it does because I was talking about the miter saw. We said we got it on Marketplace. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, so the table saw, uh, the one we've got is Craftsman table saw. It's uh, just a job site one. I built it into a table. Um, like I built a table around it. Like, bench, a, like bench a work top, bench. Yeah. Uh, just to make it larger so we can do larger boards. And I think it only gives you about 13 or 14 inches, something like that, uh, on either side of the blade by itself. But... Now we're able to do extra wide cuts and all that on it. But anyways, uh, that one, I forgot where I was going with this. The top three. Oh, top three, yeah. So the table saw uh, is probably going to be the number one, at least for me, uh, tool that you're going to need to do much of anything uh, in in woodworking. Just just to be able to mill your material down to what you, you need it to do. Um, followed by probably the miter, as far as usability i mean you can always hand saw something but it's just a miter just make quick work of stuff it's cleaner too yeah much cleaner cuts and then um must-haves would probably be if you're gonna actually go at this more than just day a month hobby um i would say you get a bandsaw uh a larger one if possible just because that thing is already i feel like uh set set us up for success just the ability to one resaw your your material uh so if you don't need the whole two by four you can cut it in a you know three-quarter material that that ability is nice plus being able to do like uh the one we have is a 14 inch rikon so you can do a lot of curve cuts and and just really it's i really like the big one because we have the small one and the big one i Mm -hmm. like that we can keep the smaller like one for tighter turns on the smaller bandsaw so you don't have to constantly change the blade over on the large one Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah so it's nice to have the smaller one to do the more intricate cuts even though i feel like the bigger one gets better cleaner cuts on those on those tighter turns and whatnot i do feel like the bigger one does better but it's nice to not have to switch because that downtime when you're switching from the different blades in the bandsaw takes a little bit. So if it's just a small handle I'm cutting out or something, it's nice to just be able to hop over onto the small one real quick, mm-hmm. cut the handle out, and then if I've got a resaw, then I go ahead and resaw the boards. Yeah, which yeah, the way we treat our smaller benchtop one nowadays is closer to. Uh, what most people use a scroll saw for yeah it's just kind of more detailed uh fine-tuned cuts rather than rather than uh uh, resawing or something like that but i mean both of them 
uh, do pretty well. Uh, I just personally prefer the the large one just because I, a lot of the stuff I do, I tend to uh, resell my material quite a bit. But for me, that's my top three. What about you? You know, we go back and forth on this because we do very different jobs within the workshop. But the belt sander is a convenience item. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you have to have it. The planner is a convenience item. I don't feel like you have to have it because we may do without it before. The drill press, I do think that one's one. I don't know that you can really make that anywhere else. Like you can't, what you get out of that, I don't know what other tool you could use to in replace of in place of that, if that's making sense. Yeah, the, well, the one thing I like about the drill press too is it's multifunctional. So we've got uh, sanding uh, bits for for it so they're just like little drum sanders uh so basically you turn your drill press into a little drum sander so you can do inside curves and whatnot uh, i'm just trying to think if somebody was opening a shop or mm-hmm. starting a shop like what would they need and i do feel like that's one i don't know that that's in the top three but i don't i can't think of another way to duplicate what you get from a drill press i would agree with, with that without that I take, know. take a real steady hand with a um, hand drill to be able to do that yeah so i don't know i I think those are probably the ones you said are probably the top three okay i wouldn't disagree all right they get used the most all right so um what would you hold off on oh we have not used the biscuit joiner so i don't think that's at all necessary i would agree you can kind of get away with dowels or something like that if you really wanted to i haven't run into the situation where unless you need it yeah, unless you're making something that you specifically know you need it for, mm-hmm. I would wait until the need arise. Yeah, I agree with that. Holding off on, I would say lathe probably too, even though I'm having a lot of fun with it and everything. Yeah. As far mm-hmm. as woodworking goes, I don't think that's a 911 uh, kind of tool. That's that's going to be once you're getting to your next level, uh, you want to make your own uh chair legs or or make baseball bats or you know what have you you want to make these items um that you would normally just buy and use make your own dowels that it's more of a i think second tier um shop over over first starting out i would i would say i guess it depends on what you're starting out with too yeah that's true uh planer i mean we may do without it it makes life much easier and if you're going to be producing Mm. large quantities and things like that it's definitely one that you need to get but just starting out when you're getting your feet wet i don't think that you absolutely need it see i I would disagree with that one i would say planer would probably be my fourth pick uh right out the gate oh outside uh above the drill press yep yeah, I, I for me at least, uh, just because the time saving on it is. But I'm saying, nice. if somebody's just starting and mm-hmm. they don't have a huge need to make a ton of product, are they going to yeah. be? Yeah, you can take your time, especially if you're not um, looking at making this a career or anything. Yeah, like this is just a hobby. Learning how to hand play never hurts. I mean, it it, it builds your craft, you know, um, it builds your skill. And it, learn, it teaches you where you need to get it. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, if you hand plane it and you do it correctly, then you should have a smooth surface. And you know going forward, that's that's really what you're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. It, it builds a appreciation as well for the for the bench top or, or if you end up getting a full-size planer, uh, either one of those, it'll build appreciation towards that tool. Cause so I'd say the planer's probably five. Mm-hmm. I'd still say drill press is four because I don't know how you duplicate that action. Mm-hmm. And we do use it in 
multiple products. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, we use it in uh, the boards too when we drill the holes in the handles. Yep, yep, so. Mr. yep. Um, let's see, what else do we have that we haven't mentioned? I feel like that's about it. Mm-hmm. Those are the top. Yep. And tops and leases. Yeah. That, that's our shop. What what we have to talk about as far as our equipment, what we want, what we need. Uh, let us know. What do you guys think your your top three are? Uh, what would your your first buys be? Um, what's what tool have you bought and not used yet and regret buying? For us, so far, it's, it's well, that biscuit joiner. But I don't regret it because it wasn't no, very I, expensive. I don't I don't regret it uh, just yet, but I'll be happy on the day I get to use it. Yeah, That's for sure. And if you know the replacement part for that Craftsman sander, let me know. Yeah. This is driving me nuts. I don't like wasting money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you much. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Check out our website at romansworkbench.com. All the information is going to be in the description below.